Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Coach's Corner. I'm Coach Andrew Poritz from Ingenuity Coaching. I help people to discover and fulfill their passions and greatness. My mission is to inspire and challenge you to dream big dreams and with my coaching help you to manifest those dreams into reality. You can visit my website at myfuturecoach.com and follow me on Twitter at Coach Andrew. If you're listening live tonight, June 10th, no, June 11th, I don't even know what day it is, June 19th, you could just pretend I didn't say that. You, if you have a question tonight, the phone number here is 646-929-2893. You'll be able to listen to the show on the phone, and if you press the number one, I'll know you have a question. We also have a live chat room right on the show page where you can feel free to join in. My guest tonight is Elaine Lockard, founder of New Path for Life. Elaine is a coach, consultant, intuitive business mentor, professional intuitive and healer who knows firsthand that the knowledge of self is the greatest asset and most vital key to all transformation and healing one desires. She expertly and compassionately guides and supports her clients to discover the unique treasure of self-knowledge, thus allowing them to banish fears, gain self-trust and confidence grow and shine in their gifts and abilities and be able to choose for themselves and stand proudly in every aspect of who they are and their life. For more information on how Elaine can help you shine light of knowledge on your life, visit her website at www.elainelockard.com. Elaine, are you with me? I certainly am. Hi, Andrew. Hello. Um were you able to hear all those ambulances that uh, were just passing? Yes, I sure did. Okay. Uh, I was really hoping that somehow nobody heard that. <laughs> That's uh, what you get for living in a big city. I live in a big city. I live a, uh, right opposite a major metropolitan hospital, and uh, they sometimes time the ambulances for, to my show. <laughs> So I could be sitting here all night and nothing, and the moment I start my show, there were, there must have been about four or five of them. So well, anyway, <laughs> here we are, off to a very loud start. <laughs> okay. Uh, but welcome. Uh, where are you calling from tonight? I am in Newport News, Virginia, which is in the southeastern part of Virginia. Now, Newport News, every time I hear that, that city, I always think that is it is it a town or a newspaper? <laughs> it is a corporated city, uh-huh. and it comes from Captain Christopher Newport. Oh. And uh, the news is some story about him receiving some news when he was here exploring back in the early settling days, and so it was called Newport News. Ah, there was a newspaper called the Newport News News. No, actually, it's called the Daily Press. Ah, okay. See, if I were in charge, it would be the Newport News News. <laughs> okay, that sounds great. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, I'm glad to have you here. Well, thank and you. And so, for- you're very welcome. And so, you know, when I was uh, uh, giving your your little bio, you have a lot of is's. Elaine is a coach, a consultant, intuitive business mentor, professional, intuitive, and healer. So um, I'd like to kind of go through those and, and tell me 
tell me what uh, a little bit more. Like obviously, I as a coach uh, know what a coach is. Um, uh, most everyone would know what a consultant is, and uh, although I'd like to hear what you consult in. And what do some of these other things mean? Well, an intuitive business mentor. I am a professional intuitive. Some people might consider that psychic, although I don't particularly care to use the word myself mm-hmm. because I don't predict. I talk mm-hmm. about possibility. Okay. And so an intuitive business mentor, not only do I use my intuition to help people in their businesses, both practically and spiritually, mm-hmm. but I also work with a lot of conscious, sensitive, intuitive people in business. Mm-hmm. And as I said, I'm the professional intuitive, the healer. I'm actually a certified healing practitioner. I have my papers as well as being a certified metaphysician. And I'm trained in numerous healing modalities. So that's where the healer part comes in. Mm, okay. And I'd like to get an idea, like when did you, well, first of all, when did you know that you were intuitive? Probably back in my early teens, Mm -hmm. I started getting some inkling. And then as the teen years wore on, little things would crop up that were indicators. Like what? Um, Say when my grandfather passed away. I woke up in the middle of the night, knew something was wrong, didn't know what was wrong or, or why I was feeling the way I did, and about... A minute after I woke up, the phone rang in my parents' bedroom, and I was immediately out of bed and dressed before my dad ever got to the door uh, saying that something was wrong with my grandfather and he'd had a major stroke. Hmm. Okay. And so what what was the, um, the effect on you when you started to notice this? Curiosity. I became even more curious to know about it. I at one time even thought about studying paranormal research in the parapsychology department at Duke University mm-hmm. for my college studies. I was very curious about it all. And so when you so what did you first start to discover when you were up there? Well, I I didn't go to Duke. I mm-hmm. thought about it, but I decided not to. Other things kind of got in the way. Ah. But uh, I've always been interested in the paranormal and ESP, uh, psychology, sociology. My college major was in sociology with a minor in psychology. Hmm. And I'm interested in people, how things tick, logistics. I'm actually a very detailed, practical person. I like watching things on the History Channel and Discovery Channel and learning facts and figures and things of that sort. So I'm I'm just innately curious. Mm -hmm. and. Something like that that has a lot of actual evidence that it exists, and then when you start experiencing it firsthand and having the confirmations come in that whatever you experienced was correct, then it makes you even more curious, or it makes me even more curious. And so I just started down that path of developing my spiritual side, and really got into it in earnest in 1985. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's a while. That's uh, closing in on 30 years. Yes. Yes. So what are, what are some of the things that, that, that have come up for you that you can share uh, that have been, especially for uh, other people maybe that you've uh, come across that have been really uh, amazing or 
or or uh, eye opening. In terms of what? In terms of you know any of the things that you have done with this particular gift that you know, stand out for you as there was this time that that happened or somebody said to me this this was amazing that you were able to feel that. Well, I have to give you a sentimental story. Sure. Um, when I was in high school, 10th grade, uh, that's when the soap opera Dark Shadows was on. Oh, yes. Of course, being interested in things of that sort. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought a tarot deck, and I was playing with it, knew nothing about it, had the book out, followed everything by the book. You know, all the, the meanings and definitions all went by the book. You laid it out by the book. Didn't, wasn't doing anything on my own. And we used to, a group of us used to get together and play cards during lunch before math class. And one of the acquaintances I just knew from being in the class, one of the guys said, yeah, okay, you can give me a reading. And I laid it out by the book and I read it, what these cards were supposed to mean and I told him what I thought it meant from what the cards were meaning. And this person was very, very introverted, very shy into himself. Well, after class, he pulled me aside and told me something told me something very deeply personal about himself mm-hmm. to confirm to me that I had hit the nail dead on the head with him. Mm. That person turned out to be my husband, and we've been together forty years now. Wow <laughs> uh I guess you could literally say it was in the cards for you too. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could. <laughs> So that's my sentimental favorite, but I've had many a times where uh people will confirm to me that I've that I have picked up something that was correct for them and I use my intuition all the time in the coaching so that I can help people develop, you know, different perceptions around things and mm-hmm. and to really get down to the core of what's going on in, in a in a at a level that they've not been able to access. That's where the consultant comes in, actually. Okay. Because um, not only can I be a consultant as a regular business consultant, but I also do uh, intuitive consultations. I have my old deck of tarot cards plus seven additional decks, and I can use them to help get in deeper on what's going on with a person. Mm-hmm. Because that that knowledge is kind of buried underneath, is is the is kind of the jewel in the treasure chest that you're really trying to get to, so that you can start helping them with their transformation. And you know yourself as a coach, sometimes you can talk and talk and talk with a person to try to really find out what that core is, and they're not really certain. So you can kind of go around and around for a while. Mm-hmm. But taking a angular approach in to like the intuitive consultations then you can get to that little core nibble that little little nugget and start shining some light in in looking at okay where is this coming from and giving them a whole different perspective in which to approach it from and it really is quite useful in in opening up and getting to the heart of a matter very quickly Mm. so this this thing could be very um uh, very enlightening at, uh, for some people. It, it has been. It has very well been, and it surprises me at times. It totally surprises me as to what comes up. I can I can pull a card for someone, and I'm going, "What the heck does this mean? It's nowhere this is going to apply to this person." You know, my my mm-hmm. you know human judgment and perception of them, 
and they'll turn right around and tell me something, and it'll be complete confirmation. I had a client one time, a very proper, straight-laced, conservative person, was an accountant, and I pulled a card that was supposed to be a representative card for them, and the card was a yoga card. And I'm sitting mm. here going, yoga? No. Nah. No, this doesn't This doesn't fit. Not five minutes into the conversation, they had gone to a, their first yoga class that weekend. Wow. So things like that are always popping up. Sure. Well, that's very cool. Yeah, it is. I, I have fun. I have fun with my mm-hmm. work. It helps now, people and have fun. <laughs> uh, do you uh, mix and match some of these uh, things that you do together? Uh, the mentoring, the intuitivist, the healing, consulting—are these things that you uh, that overlap, or are they kind of separate areas for you? They all overlap, mm-hmm. um, and I use whatever techniques, information, knowledge that I already know, or that I intuitively get when I'm working with someone to craft whatever is necessary for them. Mm, Okay. So everything comes to the fore. When I'm working with someone, everything's on the table. Nice. There's nothing out. So you have a very uh, unique toolbox. Quite. I could do, you talk about the is's. Those is's could have gone on for a long time. (laughs) And and now and I bet you have other isses then. So what are the, if if you were going to put a couple of more in, what, would, what might they be? Well, uh, author. I'm mm. a published author on Amazon, a best-selling published author. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I'm a certified metaphysician. I'm a certified healing practitioner. I'm a certified executive mastermind coach. Uh, I am a numerologist. Um, wow. It, it goes on and on. <laughs> now, what does a uh, metaphysician do? Metaphysician is a person who has studied many different esoteric sciences mm-hmm. and different modalities, healing modalities, techniques, and has practiced a lot of them so that they not only understand a lot of different things but also are more trained to do it themselves. I'm imagining going to a meta- metaphysician for a metatag. <laughs> that would be cute. Yeah. There's a metaphysician. You could, there again, you could use another word, psychic. But okay. uh, uh, like some of my training was learning how to do different healing modalities and techniques, learning how to develop my intuition, knowing how to clear homes, uh, remove uh, entities from people, uh, doing something called psychometry, which is if you hold like a piece of jewelry or, or something that belongs to a person in your hand or possibly a photo of them, you can pick up energy and, and give them a reading based on that energy. So there's 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 a whole slew thing. Uh, my whole metaphysician study uh, took three years. It was a three-year course. And now where do you go for What kind of a place do you go to get training in that? Um, I'm fortunate enough to live near a rather spiritualist community. Uh, Virginia Beach, Virginia has a mm-hmm. lot of uh, spiritual connections. Edgar Casey has his uh, Association for Enlightenment and Research there, and he was a very well-known psychic and spiritualist. Mm-hmm. And so there's a big co- uh, community of spirituals uh-huh. over there, and there was a free spirit school that I went to there. 
Oh, that's that's wonderful. Yes. And, and so, I mean, I've heard a lot, uh, certainly of the terms. I've know very small things about it, but it, it's a kind of a new a new area for me. Well, I never thought I was going to be bringing all of this into my coaching when I started coaching. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's been very interesting for me that how it's developed. Now, when did you start coaching? 2009, so mm-hmm. four years. And uh, And what brought you to that place, and did you get a specific training in it? Uh, I got specific training, but what brought me to coaching was that I knew that I've been a healer all my life. Mm-hmm. I've been a caregiver for my family and healer. And back in the 90s, I started with some physical challenges. And they kept me from exploring and training in some more specific healing modalities that I was mm-hmm. interested in. So it was basically a search until it literally dropped in my lap one day. I was listening to an interview. The person mentioned they had a spiritual coach. I'd never heard of it. I went mm-hmm. on the Internet, found out about it, and I was in class the week later. And two weeks later, I had my business incorporated, and I hit the ground running. Wow. So it allows me to be in a comfort zone inside my house to deal mm-hmm. with my physical challenges and also be able to reach out and help people internationally. Now, is that something I can ask about your physical challenges? Sure. Tell me. Okay. Um, I have a problem with my back mm-hmm. that progressed into a problem in the tailbone area, which prevents me from being able to sit for long periods of time. Mm. So I do a lot of my work on the computer actually laying on the floor looking up at a computer monitor. Wow. So we have to get creative when you have some challenges. I also sure. have some problems with my feet. Mm-hmm. That uh, There are days that I can't get up and around very much on my feet, and there are other days that I could go and make a quick trip to the grocery store. But that's about as far as I can go because they, they, they have, like, uh, pain in them. Mm-hmm. And then I have some other other various physical challenges and aches and pains, but those right. are the main uh, yeah, I, I did not know this about you. <laughs> I hide it. Yeah, you do. You do I, a great job. I would never guess that you have any any kind of challenges like that. Well, it's not so much that I hide it. I, I, my mother had polio. She got mm. polio when I was a year old, and she was my icon. She was the person I looked up to, and she showed me every day that with a little creativity and perseverance you can find ways to do anything you set your mind out to do and that's that has helped me more than anything else to uh, meet these challenges head on i'm healing from them i'm healing Mm -hmm. myself from them and it's you know it's just something you you keep you keep working on Mm. and if i hadn't had that role model in her uh, I wouldn't be here today, I'm sure. Well, let's you know definitely let's be grateful for for her paving the way for you then. Yes, she was a great example. Um, so definitely, I would like to uh, hear. Uh, we're going to talk about numerology. Uh, numerology is is something that uh, prior to speaking to you, I'd heard about before. I'd heard about it from a number of people. People have talked to me about it. Um, I've read very little about it, 
It's certainly, a, uh, for me, it's a brand new area. Uh, I would imagine for a lot of the listeners tonight, or whenever they're listening to it, it may be something completely foreign. And so first, uh, I, I'd like to like you to explain what is numerology. Okay, well, everybody pretty much knows what astrology is, because a lot yes. of people read their daily horoscopes. And astrology mm-hmm. is the how the energy of the planets and their positions affect you. Well, numerology is the same thing with numbers. And it also um, has a way of transposing letters to appropriate numbers so you can take a word and take their individual numbers that match up with those letters in the word and find out the numerological significance for that word. And so it's... uh, Think of it in terms of when you – there's a thing that comes up a lot of times in in sci-fi in that if you know a person's true name, you have power over them. Mm. So numerology, if if you understand the – energetic construct then that can give you information so that you can better determine when something's right for you and in numerology you usually look at a person's birth name full Mm -hmm. birth name and birth date to arrive at all the different calculations you can do to determine all kinds of different calculations but you also can use numerology to check out your street address or your business name or research a child's name before it's born to see what type of influence you want to have around that. So if you want to have a business name, say you may want to have a a numerological influence, that's a good, strong business name, either independent or, uh, or actually have a business number or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's the study of, of numbers and their energy and how they can affect. Because, you know, we talk. Our thoughts and our, on our speech have energy behind them. I mean, they're a creative force in our lives. And so the numerology helps to analyze that rather than looking at the planets for energy. And so what what are some typical uh, uses for numerology that would be of interest um, to my listeners tonight? Well, the numerology that I do is specifically geared for my work so that people can have a better understanding of who they are. It's called a numerology soul chart. It's mm-hmm. the basic numbers that your birth name and your birth date comprise, as well as experiences and life lessons that your soul helped determine that it wanted you to help experience during this life. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say that you have to do it, so it's not necessarily a predicting tool, but it's a very practical spiritual tool to give you a lot of information about the whys, like why am I here, what's my life purpose, mm. why do I keep experiencing the same things over again, You know, why do I react this way, why am I having, in some cases, these aches and pains, uh, why do I have trouble doing such and such. It, talks, it can talk about relationships. It's a lot of different information 
that you can bring to a person that helps make sense of things so that they have a good base of information to work from to overcome fears, mm-hmm. to overcome challenges of self-respect or, or self-confidence. It, it's just jam-packed with a lot of really good information. And uh, and who do you t- uh, typically uh, use numerology with? My clients. Mm-hmm. That's one of the very first things I do with any client is a soul chart. Uh, if nothing more, it just provides a ton of information mm-hmm. for them that they can use throughout their life. But it also helps us, just as I mentioned the cards earlier, can give you a different perspective or a different angle of attack uh, to looking at issues. This can do the same thing. And when you lay overlay this with your life experiences and where you are now in your life, then you really start seeing patterns. And you can see solutions or ways to transform and heal those patterns so that you really can have the best life that you want and you know have the job that you want. It, it speaks mm. to careers. It's it's a life purpose. I always hear people wanting to know, well, what's my purpose in life? And what's my career that I'm best suited for? It can speak to all of that and help you figure things like that out. So it's quite beneficial. Now, do you typically find, and have you ever dealt with somebody who's been, uh, let's say, to an astrologer and then to you? Oh, yes. And do you typically find that you get uh, a, you know, Similar kind of, you know, I guess I'm looking for like alignment. Is there an alignment between what you what, what's coming up? To some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, to some extent, the, the mm-hmm. numerology actually looks at some of the lessons in life more so than the astrology. Now, I admit that I'm not as up on astrology, but uh, usually you. I don't see the the challenges and the the lessons, the life lessons spelled out as clearly as the numerology can expel them out. Right. So uh, an interesting uh, thing is that uh, you have very graciously agreed to make a numerology soul chart for me. And, uh, And I have it in front of me. And uh, it's a lot of pages, and it's uh, you know, a lot of information. Uh, some of it, some of it, you know, seems to make sense. Some of it, I don't really, you know, understand a lot of it. Um, so, but right here in front of the world, uh, we're going to talk about this stuff. And you have also given me permission to go wherever needs to go in the chart that you were yes. going to kind of lay your soul bare, I think is the way you put it. That's, that is right. So uh, this is uh, pulling back the curtain here, and uh, we'll see where it goes. So we're going to allow the world to see Andrew for who he is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, um, you, and I thank you so much. You were You were most gracious. To, uh, to allow this to happen, and I hope I can provide you with some information and feel free to ask as many questions as we go along. I'm going to hit the hot spots, the high spots. Normally, an analysis of your chart could take an hour or more. Mm-hmm. 
And so we're going to, there again, just hit some hot spots. And the chart itself covers your core elements, which are the five main numbers that rule your life. And as I said, this is a soul chart. This is things that your soul wanted for you to learn, one of the reasons it wanted to incarnate in this life, so they can learn and grow and develop. Mm-hmm. And we're going to look at your challenges and also something called pinnacles, which are experiences that your soul wanted you to experience to help round out and develop yourself even more fully during your life. So let's start with the pinnacles. And the pinnacles come in four stages, and you are in your fourth stage of the pinnacles. And that pinnacle in the fourth stage is a number one. One is a number mm-hmm. of individually, individualism and idealism. And so having a number one for your fourth pinnacle is this is the time for you to be a leader, a pioneer, and to explore and develop new ideas. Mm. So when did you become a coach? Uh, I became a coach officially. Uh, I started coaching school in 2005. Okay. And so I've been a coach ever since I started, you know, within a short order after starting uh, classes, I started coaching people. So that would be around age what? Wait, are you going to make me do math now? Yeah. Okay, so that's uh, eight from I'll be 57 next month. So I was uh, 40-something. Okay. So at around 50, 51 is when this pinnacle would have come into play. So this okay. is definitely in line with you. Well, when I graduated, I would have been 51. Okay. Then you're going out on your own. You're doing your own job, your own thing. Mm-hmm. This is one of the experiences, or this type of experience would fit into a number one. doesn't mm-hmm. mean that that's the only uh, leader or pioneering type thing that would happen. Like doing a radio show, you yes. would be a pioneer and a leader. Uh, so uh, this is a time for you to develop your qualities of independence, individualism, originality, and courage so that you can be successful. Mm. So that follows right along with the experiences that you're having. So let's then look at the challenges, which is your life lessons. These are much stronger than the pinnacles. And you have a main challenge that you'll go through throughout your life, and then you have some sub-challenges. Your main challenge throughout your life is a challenge of self-confidence. Mm-hmm. You want to please others. <clears throat> You've noticed that this is impossible you might tend to lose yourself in relationships by sacrificing your own wishes in order to make the other person happy. Does any of this sound familiar? Uh, to a certain extent, but on the on the other hand, I can be a real selfish bastard in a relationship, so I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. And all of these you do have to look at in context mm-hmm. of your other numbers, yes. So, yes, uh, that's entirely possible. Um, but it, it in if you have already mastered the challenge of self-confidence, mm-hmm. then it wouldn't be as much in your life now as it used to be. But the big thing with the challenge of self-confidence is learning to trust yourself, mm-hmm. to please yourself first, to know who you are and be comfortable with yourself first so that you don't end up being a doormat for someone else. Right. Okay? So yeah, we- I don't, I, I'm going to say that I don't, it's possible that was more present when I was younger. 
than today. It's entirely possible. Entirely possible. Your first sub-challenge was the challenge of self-respect. So self-respect and self-confidence can go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. And that uh, challenge of self-respect would have been when you were a child. So that would make sense. Okay. Um, And actually, I quoted that wrong. You are you are in that challenge now, self-respect. I was looking mm. at the wrong page. That's where you're at now. There again, it it it's it's a number one challenge again. Just as you had the number one for the pinnacle, you're in the number one challenge right now. So the self-respect, the learning, standing on your own two feet, all mm. of that. Okay. So you ha- you're 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 really in that independent mode right now, right. relying on yourself and creating. Mm-hmm. Um, the one when you were a child would have been a challenge of self-expression, so that people know uh, you were. You wanted to. It, people may have told you that they'd more like to see you rather than not hear you, and may have kept <laughs> a bit more quiet when you were a child. Uh, that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> so those are some of the main areas in terms of lessons and experiences mm-hmm. for your life. Right. So I'm going to go back now into your main core elements, and these are there again. These are the really big ones. The okay. first one is your purpose, your life purpose, what you came here to do, and it's based mm-hmm. on your name, your full birth name. And I have to say that all five of these core element numbers mm-hmm. are all intellectual numbers. Certain numbers can be categorized different ways, and all three of these, five, sevens, and ones, are all intellectual numbers. So you can be a very deep thinker on a lot of different levels. You can be a student. You can study Mm -hmm. people. You can study things. You're innately curious. Mm -hmm. So that fits. Yes. Okay? So that the first one, your life purpose, is your number five. The main key word for a number five is freedom, variety, change, and freedom. So you you could be outgoing, versatile, adventurous, curious, clever, energetic, quick, expansive. Mm-hmm. And your main purpose is to be out around among people, sharing your enthusiasm with the world. And because of your gift of gab, you could be an ultimate salesperson. So I would say with your coaching and radio show and you have a previous acting career that I know of. Not an acting career, but a performing career. A performing career, okay. All of this would be in line with your life's purpose. Mm. A lousy uh, salesperson, though. (laughs) <laughs> Never been a, and that might be because of the lack of confidence part where I don't think I'm good enough to be a good salesperson but the part of schmoozing or telling stories or uh you know having fun with people once I get past a certain point absolutely mm-hmm. so there are areas in which I, I would excel in sales but not not like the kind of person who knocks on doors and makes a gazillion phone calls and just paint people that he, he doesn't know that's not really where I I do well. Yes, I would I would agree with what uh, the the amount of time that we've spent together. I would agree. It's been this is ultimate salesperson that that is a broad interpretation mm-hmm. because you have to find your niche in there which works for you. So I would agree with that. 
But I would say that you're naturally charming. Why, thank you all. <laughs> he said charmingly. Go on. And uh, you are curious from mm-hmm. what I've observed. Yes. Do you tend to overanalyze things? Overthink. Uh, sometimes. Um, sometimes I can be... Um, I like to... Uh, I'm a little bit of a paradox in that I like a lot of information. And um, sometimes I can just look at the big picture and just make a quick decision. But other times, like I'm the, I read every ingredient. Like if I go to the store, I'm, I read every ingredient, every label before I buy something. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's part of it. but Yes. Um, I I tend to the I, the way I work is I tend to gather a lot of information, become really ob, uh, obsessed with something until all of a sudden out of nowhere it's like boing, this is what I'm doing, and it's then, then I become like a machine that will like like the Terminator, I until I get what I want and like I'm just going doing that thing until all of a sudden I have accomplished it. Mm-hmm. And it's even more supported since all of your numbers are intellectual numbers. You're very big on analysis and curiosity mm-hmm. and yes. wanting to know the truth in all matters. Oh, yes. And this could, can actually work for you or it can work against mm-hmm. you. You can, you can overanalyze. It could affect relationships if you overanalyze a relationship. And then when you add in your challenges of self-respect and self-confidence, mm-hmm. then um, they can work at odds against one another. Right. So the main thing with a five is that they're freedom-loving, but you always remember that real freedom is living in alignment with your spirit, with your values, not trying to prove how independent you are. Hmm. Do you understand what that means? I'm trying to. Tell me more. Uh, let me give you an analogy. It, a lot of it has to do with where you're coming from when you make a decision towards freedom. Say an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm free to do whatever I want to do. I'm going to drink whenever I want to drink, and you know, that's their definition of freedom. But the where that core issue, where that drinking is coming from, is an illness. Mm-hmm. Uh, or it could be a fear or something like that that's causing that. So if it's coming from a negative place that really is in alignment with their true self, then it isn't freedom and actually can be a cage rather than freedom. Right. Now think of someone that you know, maybe a movie star or someone that when they walk into the room, they just exude confidence. Mm-hmm. They're not egotistical. Right. But you see the confidence in them. And because of that confidence, they have the freedom to make whatever decision is right for them. Yes. That's the difference. Being in alignment with who you are and your values and coming from it from a very positive rather than from a fear or negative situation. I always call that like somebody who is very comfortable in their own skin. Yes, exactly. I've watched people like George Clooney 
Um, you know, in person, I've watched uh, Will Smith and uh, how they are in a in a room, how they are around people, and it's a completely this complete sense of ease. There's no there's no you don't feel that there are any that they're dealing with any kind of the pressure, even though they must be under tremendous pressure, just dealing with all these strangers, and it's they're absolutely themselves. And they're so comfortable they can act any way they want to, mm-hmm. cut up, do anything, and sure, and they're they're in yes, exactly, that type of a thing. So and it, it is interesting now your your second number, your direction in life, is also a number five. And this is based on your birth date. This is your life path, how you choose to accomplish your purpose. It can speak to your career or your way of life. And there again, you thrive on action. You require freedom, variety, change. Mm -hmm. Uh, You like to work with many different types of people and a variety Mm -hmm. of situations. Correct. So some of the things like being a reporter, being on the newspaper, television, (coughs) radio, being an actor, an entertainer, an Lore, all of that fits right in. So you are definitely on your right path in your mm-hmm. life. So going on to the next number, here's where your seven comes in. We're talking about an inner desire. Inner desire is your comfort zone inside of yourself. Hmm. This is your motivation, what you want more than anything else. Um, this is a place that you can go to when you need more comfort. It's also a place that a lot of other people don't see. This is more of the truth within yourself. Okay, And a seven, there again, is a number of intellect, but it's, a, uh, it's also a curiosity number and a seeker mm-hmm. of knowledge. Usually it's more uh, esoteric or spiritual knowledge, but it could be more of a a person that likes to go and read a lot and just you know read encyclopedias and do a lot of different things. It's, it's, <laughs> yes, yeah, I, I actually the, I, I I was talking to somebody recently about that how I miss my I used to have an encyclopedia the world book and I would often just take a volume and open it up at random and just start reading. <laughs> well, this this is a comfort zone for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, sevens can be. Uh, they can have a part of themselves that they don't easily share with other people. They can be very introspective, very mm-hmm. thoughtful. Yes. So do you find that when you're out among people, you can turn on that extrovert five, great talker, get along great with everybody, but when you're by yourself and in your apartment, do you tend to like to be a little more quiet, maybe read a book, just kind of chill? Well, you know, I in 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 some respects, but I, I feel like I've sort of changed around a lot. First of all, I, I was a, a born introvert, and I was uh, growing up, I was tremendously introverted and actually painfully shy. And it wasn't until you know into into really my early twenties that I started finding the personality that I was willing to share with the world. Um, I was more of the person who would sit home and read a book. Uh, years ago, although now I sit home and read the internet, I read the, the computer, I read uh, the phone, uh, I do a lot of those things. I, t- I like to do things that are sort of, um, I do like to absorb a lot of knowledge, read a lot of articles, so that may be where I do that. And I can also be out in the crowd and be very all alone, 
you know, it depends on the on the circumstances. Like like if I'm able to have that moment where I'm where I can shine, yeah. uh, then that's when the energy really goes crazy. That's where I'm like the Robin Williams thing happens, and I'm just uh, uh, nonstop. Mm-hmm. Do you also are you intuitive? Oh, very intuitive. So this is another thing with the fives and sevens, mm-hmm. is especially with the sevens, that you can be a very intuitive person, but at the same time you may not necessarily allow everybody to see that or to know that. That's something that you might keep a little more closer to the vest until you know someone better. I would say that might be true. I, I've uh, certainly discovered that there, you know, there have been people where I I know what what's going on with them before they know what's going on with them. And if I let them know about it, and you know, we're not close enough, they may just find that very off-putting. Yes, exactly. And like you were talking about being introverted when you were when you were younger, there again, that's your your challenge, your main challenge of self-confidence working there. And mm-hmm. you sounds like you've worked that one out very, very well during your life, and you've actually used the energy of your other numbers to bring the extrovert out in you. Okay. Which the five will do. The five will do that. No, yeah, I mean I have I have that that guy is available. I mean if I you know if you uh, if you've seen me well you haven't but I've I've been on stage I've performed in clubs of you know I, I I'm kind of fearless now about singing in front of a group of people. Whereas, you know, if you knew me when I was in my teens, I mean, you couldn't have paid me enough money to do it. Exactly. Yep. So you you've you've made you fit, hit that challenge head on. Mm-hmm. And that in your numbers that you chose to have when you came into the life, those numbers were set up so that you would face that head on, and you have grown and 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 learned that lesson, and are still learning it. It sounds like, mm-hmm. but certainly have a much better under control of it. Well, you know, I mean, I see myself in my future being uh, somebody who stands in front of a large room of people, you know, as somebody who coaches and transforms people. So I, that would be certainly as bad as far away from the guy who, you know, sucked his thumb in the corner than <laughs> that you can imagine. And this is where those number ones come in that we've talked about. That you're mm-hmm. in the, the 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 one of in the number one challenges of being. Um, you know, being your own individual, doing mm-hmm. your own thing. And we're actually going to get to another number, but this number is called midlife power. It starts coming in around your mid to late 30s in your life. It's derived from both your your birth name and your birth date, and it's a number one again. So you have all of these ones in your life right now that are help bolstering you in being your own individual and stepping out and doing things your way. So, uh, give me a little bit more about that because I'm really not not catching. So what happened in my 30s? A midlife power is just extra energy and life experience that comes uh-huh. in around uh, midlife, around 35 to the late 30s. Some people can manifest it as a midlife crisis, but it's just some extra energy of experiences that can come in hmm. and reinforce opportunities and things that can come into your life. And yours was a number one. So it can give you more opportunity to lead, 
Uh, you may become more ambitious or aggressive. You can mm-hmm. be even more creative, original, and clever. And you're in an uh, area of pioneering new ideas and adding new methods to traditional systems. And that makes me think about your work that you do now in that you told me you developed a little uh, shortcuts with your work so that you can, your 9-to-5 job, so that you can get that work done even more quickly. Mm -hmm. And that was your system, if I remember correctly. Yes, I I created a little, uh, I call it a mnemonic typing system that doubles or triples my already insanely fast typing speed. And the one other core element we'll just touch on briefly is your outer life. This is your personality, the way people perceive you. Mm-hmm. And there again, here's another seven that comes up. Now, they say some people, uh, well, people will find you gracious and friendly, mm-hmm. but at times you could possibly be aloof and quiet. Mm-hmm. It's more of when you're in a studying mode. You know, okay. You're actually, you're actually um, wanting to study in, 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 in a, a what the person's doing and getting to know them a bit more. Uh, no, I, now I see what you mean. Okay. Okay. Sure. Uh, it's it's it, you know it can be something that you can it says you can participate in the in the theater as a hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of these things are what, in a very abbreviated form. Uh, help you make up your soul chart. Uh, what we didn't go over is looking at the individual numbers that make up, say, like your five, your original life purpose five. Mm-hmm. The number, the two-digit number preceding that was a one and a four, so the number 14. And that flow, uh, puts influences into that number five, sort of like uh, different ingredients in a chocolate cake. If you have different ingredients in a chocolate cake, the cake may look the same, but it tastes a little bit different. The approach is a little bit different. So we didn't have time to go through those. But those add extra uh, information in there as to how you approach that main number. Hmm. So that's a, a, a quick overview of your soul chart. So, like, so what would I do, like, now with the information that I have? That, like, where would this become very valuable for me? Um, say you have a particular challenge in your life, and it, would it be possible if I bring up something that you mentioned to me before? Sure. Uh, you said that you've had some challenges in relationships at times? Oh, yeah, well, sure, definitely. Okay. We could take a look at these numbers, and since some of the numbers right off say that relationships could be uh, more of a challenge or more iffy, we could look into these numbers more deeply, especially looking into the numbers that make them up and help you figure out you know, why these didn't work so that you can figure out what will work and what to look for mm-hmm. in your ideal mate. So that Okay. You, it's almost like as a coach, you usually develop a niche and an ideal client mm-hmm. right. will then this could give you an an, uh, an outline of an ideal mate and who to look for. Oh, very interesting. So, yeah, I I I probably would benefit greatly from finding who that, you know, I I'm, I can think of like external things or certain interests that it would be uh, personality reasons, but maybe there's some other areas I'm, that I'm not looking at that might be made more clear. Right. This way. 
And I'll, I'll give another instance uh, from a particular client. Um, this particular client had some uh, physical challenges that they could not overcome, and doctors could figure out where they were coming from. And in looking at this person's numbers, their numbers indicated that they were extremely sensitive, um, very deep feeling, and it became quite obvious that they were having trouble dealing with those deep-seated feelings, had even actually blocked some of them, and that these deep-seated feelings and whatever they were, I'm going to assume traumas because I don't know, um, was actually starting to manifest in the physical and causing some very serious medical conditions. Hmm. Very cool. And so, what happened? Um, what, so, what did what did the person use this, with this information? Uh, the person decided the, this particular person with the set of numbers they had, mm-hmm. um, they actually needed more professional help in terms of psychology. Mm-hmm. So, and they needed a very um, special environment so they could very safely and gently explore whatever those issues were so that they didn't do any further harm to themselves. So that is was outside of my purview as a coach. And I recommended that they you know, seek some additional counseling uh, from an actual qualified doctor. And also the person had some trust issues, so they would have to search to find someone they felt comfortable with so they could really feel like they could open up. So that's what happened with this particular person. Mm. And that's, you know, in our, in our world of coaching, is you know, we do um, have limitations. So. Yes, and we always want to put the client first. Mm-hmm. Their healing their comfort, their security, their their confidentiality, all of that is paramount. And uh, I don't hesitate to refer someone out to either another coach or to a medical professional when necessary. Right. You know, I had somebody who approached me about, uh, you know, relationship coaching. And you know, if relationships come up in the course of my coaching, you know, that's fine. I, I deal with whatever comes up. But somebody who comes specifically for a relationship coach, so I sent her to somebody I knew who was an amazing relationship coach, and she had astounding results, and she'll be forever grateful. Yes, and that, 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 that's that's what any uh, good coach does. Once they know that the person needs something specialized that they're not necessarily as versed in as, as someone else. It's it's always good to know a lot of different coaches and their specialties so that you can refer them out. Mm. Wow, great. So um, we're coming down to the last couple of minutes of our show. Our hour has gone by very fast. It has. <laughs> it has. And so um, this was a, a very uh, certainly enlightening for me personally, um, very uh unusual opportunity for me to to show you know my, what who's behind the phone over here and and it might even be very shocking for me to listen to it well, I, I don't know your <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate your courage for putting yourself oh, thank out you there. thank you so um 
why don't you go uh, tell everyone again where people can find you? My website is www.elainelocker.com. That's E-L-A-I-N-E-L-O-C-K-A-R-D.com. And there's information on there about myself. And the, the soul chart is also on the nav bar if someone wants to check that out. And I also do free energy scans if anybody is interested in having an energy scan done. I, I can go for an energy bar. Would that be? Uh... <laughs> it might. It might. You might get cool. a, a pick me up from it. Yes. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Well, uh, Elaine, I want to thank you very, very much for being with me tonight and for giving me my soul chart. We think we need a song, like a soul, like for soul train. We need a song, a soul chart song. Soul chart. And uh, everyone, thanks for listening. Uh, This will be the last show for the month of June. I'm going on vacation, and we'll be back in July. And uh, once again, you can find me, Andrew Poritz, Coach Andrew, at www.myfuturecoach.com. You can find me on Twitter at Coach Andrew. And you can find me on Facebook at Andrew Poritz. So we will see you in July. Have a great rest of June and good night. Good night. <laughs>